Welcome to Nightmarica, a podcast that takes you on a tour of the abnormal, paranormal, weirdly true, and truly weird in every corner across this nation. Because, to paraphrase Ray Parker Jr., whether it's ghosts, aliens, monsters, or monstrous humans, there's something strange in your neighborhoods. I'm Aaron Sagers. I'm one half of this hosting duo, and I'm a paranormal journalist, historian, folklore fan, done a lot of stuff in the paranormal world, and I am joined, as always, well, I mean, we're only a couple episodes into this, you could decide to bolt at any moment. Never. But, but right now, I am in always. it to win it. Hey guys, I'm Britt. I am not a paranormal journalist, but I am a paranormal fangirl, and I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for listening. Yes. Thank you for listening. We're, how do you, you know, we're like now... You know, a, a couple few episodes, episodes in. in. How do you think this is going? I'm happy with it. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. Just want to take your temperature on this matter. Uh, I think I could be a little quieter. I'm sorry for the sound, everybody. We are not true audio technicians, but we're learning. Um, have you felt like you've learned anything about the paranormal or anything thus far? Or Ooh, like any question. theories or uh, developed or developed any ideas of your own? Nothing too different. You're like, no. No. You've taught me nothing, Aaron. <laughs> no, but I came into this knowing a significant amount about the paranormal. I mean, obviously not as much as you, but... Well, nobody really knows. It's all theory, right? So yes. no one exactly knows, but... Yeah. Um, I think for me, what it's kind of stemmed, being someone who is such a fan of true crime, mm -hmm. is how relatable true crime is to ghosty stories. I mean, of course, you think of murder, you think of horrible deaths. Of course, ghosts come out of it. Um, but so often I've listened to true crime podcasts where that's just kind of where the story ends. And I think that's what's nice is we can dig into what else is out there. You know... Even though you probably know more about true crime than I, um, it's always been interesting for me when you look at history and dark moments in history or very violent, tragic moments in history that obviously lends itself to ghosty stories. And mm -hmm. part of it might be, if you want to take the paranormal theory, that when something really tragic or violent takes place... The theory is that okay, it's going to leave some sort of imprint on a on a space, and and or maybe there's going to be unresolved spirits that that suffered at the hands of some sort of trauma, so they stick around. But the flip side of that is the very like non paranormal theory, not theory. The very non paranormal idea behind it, behind ghost stories, is that we tell ghost stories to keep history alive. Mm. And, um, and we do it without just saying in 1954, someone murdered someone else, you know, or tried to kill someone in 1964 with a bullpen hammer or whatever. It's mm -hmm. like, uh, it's instead a way of keeping that history alive, which I think is as valid, as valid as if there's actual ghosts, you know, so trying true. to keep in the history alive. I hadn't thought alive. about that. Yeah. So, um, so when you get a lot of these true crime things, like I'm always curious about what the current cases are what current true crime cases or you know recent cases that will then later lead to some sort of 
ghosty story. Very true. Either legitimate ghosts or just stories that have emerged out of it. Yeah. Just something that I think about. Interesting. So, uh, on that note, I mean, like, we're kind of going in a different direction, and I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited about this topic, though it is different than a, a location base. I guess it sort of is a location. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about the internet. You've heard of the internet. I have right? heard of the internet. The World Wide Web's the when? cybernets, the the I don't know what else they call it. The And when did you first get the internet? When did the, you what age were you? About two weeks ago. Um, <laughs> and wow. There's a it's lot pretty great, of isn't it? things out there. Now um I did have it in Middle school, a very early version of really? it. Really? Middle yeah. school? Actually, I didn't have it. I would go over to a friend's house okay. and he had dial up. And, so I was going to say, I had it in middle school. And we would play some games on it. Uh, and it was very cool. I mean, he was very much ahead of his time with that dial up. It was, I think it was American Online, America Online, and then there's another company, which now eludes me, that AT&T. No, Wasn't it where was it was like, burr, dur, dur, well, that's the dial up sound, yeah. the modem sound. Uh, me personally, I started using it regularly probably freshman year of college or after high school, and then had my own computer with the internet on it. Got it. And then you? I had it in. I was going to say middle school, probably about sixth grade, right? Middle school, sixth, seventh, eighth. So we had it in sixth grade. Yeah. And we used it mainly for AIM, AOL Instant Messenger, and yes, we would I chat. And that's what we mainly used it for. What and, was your handle back in the day? Oh, God. It was Dancer1089. Dancer1089. I was a dancer. And my birthday is October, and I was born 1989. I, I forget what mine was. I think it was Passage something. Because I, I created this whole superhero uh, story. What's Passage like, from? It was, I created this whole oh, character. Oh, your own. Yeah, yeah. Got it. And I, it was called Passage, I think. Uh, but No, it was a basic white girl and was Dancer 1089. Um, I'm, I'm pretty pleased. I'm pretty proud of the fact that, you know, as we're doing this podcast and approaching this from two different uh, generational perspectives, mm-hmm. uh, I'm pretty pleased with the fact that I grew up without the internet and then was early enough that I then had it and it became a, a resource because I kind of was, I straddled that. That line? That Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember talking to girls on AIM? Was that like a thing for you? It was a big thing for me growing up. Talking, was talking to, to boys. Um, yeah, I I remember there was this chat function early on, and I I forget which which thing it was, but um, uh, I met some girls and made pen pals out of, and some of them I was friends with for a very long time, and there's even a friend that I still have that I met you know, 20 some odd years ago online. 
and um, yeah, so I was in chat rooms and chat functions. There was this one person, I may have told you about this before, there was this one person that I talked to, and I still don't know if she was full of it. We don't talk anymore. <gasps> but she said that she was like a girlfriend to one of the band members of the band the Goo Goo Dolls back in the day. <laughs> Goo Goo Dolls are gin blossoms. They pretty much occupy the same mental space yes, for me. of course. And that she was like, oh, you know, I gotta go. I'm on the She the was tour completely bus. making that up. No, but who knows? Maybe not. I know. She was making, it was probably me. It she was, was like, making it up. But there was, she wasn't like trying to catfish me or anything. Like No, she was totally making it up. I don't know. Maybe, maybe know. not. I can tell you that. I You don't know. As a girl who was on the internet, she was making yeah, it Yeah, but up. this was before you were born. So <laughs> this was pre-internet. Shit, like, before anyone lied on the internet. <laughs> like, it was back in the days when everybody was pure and honest on the internet. Wow. And what what no are those thing, days? What year no, was that? No 1800? Yes, 1800s yes. of the internet. Yes. More well, like 1996. I will tell you, so... I have a great story about the internet and internet dating. Is this your segue? No. Oh, okay. So when I was in eighth grade, I fell in love with the grocery store cashier in our local town. Mm -hmm. um, I thought he was the cutest person I'd ever met in my life. And I slipped him my AOL instant messenger screen name. So, okay. This... This almost reveals how old you are to any potential younger listeners. I'm 30. That you wrote down on a piece of paper your yes. AOL. You can hear my ice. Sorry, I'm I'm drinking a zombie today. A I wrote on a receipt. So I uh, grew up in the Midwest, so we had Jewel, Jewel Osco. And I wrote on my... I don't know what that is. It's a grocery store. It's like a Safeway oh. or whatever. Okay. We, I wrote on the Jewel Osco receipt, dancer underscore 1089, and handed it. And back then, you could have these things where you saw who looked at your AIM profile. Mm. So I saw someone with, like, escape artist. He's totally going to listen to this. I'm so sorry, Ryan. Um, Wait, do you think he will? Oh, totally. Do you actually still know this person? Yes. So Ryan ended up being my first ever boyfriend. Wow. It, that, that was, like, my foray into online dating, quote, unquote. Okay. Yeah. This is very exciting. So, it was exciting. Um, the internet... The internet is a an amazing thing. It's an amazing tool. It's um, also a very dark place, mm -hmm. especially if you want to go into dark places. Sometimes surprisingly dark when you don't expect to encounter nasty, beastie things in there. You know, some when I say beastie, like you know, kind of creepy. Mm -hmm type of things and um so that's what we're going to be talking about mm -hmm. and i mean i have a i have a lot of cool stories that are paranormal in nature great out of the internet um i don't know i mean i i honestly i don't i don't even know where to begin with the stuff that i was going to talk about but um i mean pretty much like there's this idea of um, the ghost in the machine, and it's it's based off of a theory by uh, Rene Descartes. Mm. And um, Rene Descartes. Thank you. 
This idea of the ghost in the machine is basically that our minds and bodies can operate on a separate level. Uh, the at its core, the idea is that we are the, our bodies are the machine, and the ghost is our mind. But what if our mind could live on without our bodies? And there's stories that come out of the internet that that sort of suggest that that is possible. And look, I mean, within paranormal theory, there's a lot of technology and equipment that kind of lends itself to either ghosts or specters or spirits communicating. Phil Not Phil Spector. <laughs> that, is a, that is a true crime story, though. Right? It is a true crime yeah. story. Um, but things like the ghost box or people receiving phone calls after someone has died, things like that. Um, so one of the stories I wanted to talk about was... A gentleman, I discovered this story on Reddit, so take it with a grain of salt, but it is a pretty interesting, pretty creepy story. It's uh, someone uh, from 2013, I believe, and it was someone that felt like they were being haunted by their dead ex-girlfriend, or not ex-girlfriend, dead girlfriend on Facebook. Uh, apparently, this young woman had died tragically. And they'd been dating for five years, and he started getting messages from her Facebook account. Now, you know, obviously you would think, like, someone else is doing this, someone else is messing with him. But uh, the only other person that supposedly had access to her account was her mother, who said, you know, wasn't already too tech-savvy. And, well, and um, of course, wouldn't play around with her daughter's wouldn't face. Play around like with that. that. Yeah, that'd it, be pretty morbid. Yeah, but he started getting messages about um, initially just repeating things that he had sent her in in various message forms, hmm. um, and then it just continued to escalate to the point where uh, it's started to sound like she was referencing the ways that she had died. Um, that she was cold, that she wanted to go for a walk. And this story was that uh, she, in this tragic car accident, had her, um, uh, at least uh, part of her had been severed, her legs. Mm. Um, so it seemed like it, this this conversation was coming from either a hacker who knew how she had died or was actually the girlfriend enough that this guy and this this sounds very real that this guy said that he was punched in the gut every time he received a message and he was disturbed and he was angry and well, he thought of it was you'd a, feel sick he, he, he thought it was a hacker but he kept it going because he didn't want to let this idea of her go away mm. and over enough time she started referencing things that were even more personal like um mm. uh he said that she always smelled like cinnamon and then at one point he received a message uh that was referencing cinnamon sometimes it was just gibberish um 
or word salad, but uh, it got to the point that after several months of this happening, um, she emailed him saying like freezing cold, uh, oh, God. and and that she was starting to panic. It it was all just very sad. Yeah. Um, and it seemed like it was causing a lot of torment for this guy, but. The takeaway from all this is whether it's just a Reddit story or not, it makes you wonder, it makes me wonder that if we invest so much of our energy, so much of our personality, so much of our lives and social media, sharing of ourselves, how much of that creates like a bit of an energetic imprint? Yes. How much of that becomes ourselves online? Yeah. And, you know... According, you know, there's a lot of paranormal stories about spirits that can attach themselves to objects. To Annabelle. The old, the to a doll. To, uh, you know, although I very find that story <laughs> very dubious, but, um, but objects. Mm -hmm. We can, energy can be attached to objects. That objects can be haunted. Houses can be haunted. People can be haunted. So why not a social media profile? Why not yeah. online itself? Well, why, it's interesting. What is it about bits and bytes online that would prevent, you know, that energy from connecting on there? Sorry, yeah. what were you saying? No, I was just saying, so you said this came out in 2013? Uh, that's when, so his, his girlfriend passed away in 2012 and... Um, August 2012 and by September 2013 is when he started receiving messages. So in 2014, I think July of 2014, a movie came out called Unfriended. Hmm, Have you yeah. heard of this yes. movie? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I just watched it. It's about a bunch of friends who are Skyping and some uh, a friend of theirs has just committed suicide through because of cyberbullying. Yeah. And it's now believed that she has come back through the computer and is now taunting all of them and, you know. Well, there's and there's stories of, of supposedly haunted machines themselves. Um, there's a lot that you can find out there. There was one that was dated 2015 of a supposedly haunted MacBook Pro um, that was sold on eBay. Wow. And the idea with that was that it wasn't necessarily negative, but it was haunted... By the emotions to, of an art student? <clears throat> was yes. it crying all the time and wearing skinny jeans? I don't think so. It was instead the MacBook Pro itself was said to levitate and then it would randomly what? display creepy wallpaper. I want this computer. Really? I don't. Seems oh, buggy. I totally would. Nah, just I, out of interest. I would just be like, I really just need to work on this <laughs> article right now. Please don't levitate. This is bad timing. Um, but, you know, sometimes you get carpal tunnel because the computer is at a lower point. So if it levitates, you can have it at a higher point. You I mean, if you could be like, look, I need you to levitate like a quarter inch. Okay, good, good. Stay, stay. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, like, there's a lot of stories about, you know, objects and items being either haunted or some say possessed some say uh demonic attachments all sorts of you know all, all sorts of stories with that annabelle supposedly demonic attachment and but yeah i mean we we put so much of ourselves online have you um i don't know if we talked about this have you read the book um good omens no but i know 
the story. Yeah, it, it's comedy. It's yes. like it's comedy. It's Neil Gaiman, Terry Pratchett. But um, there's a a point where in the book they talk about angels dancing on the head of a needle, and that's a a classic expression. But within that, they're like, well, if they're if angels are small enough to dance on the head of a needle, then they're also small enough to travel through the phone system or through the internet and things like that. I'm like, well, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Interesting. Uh, yeah, anyhow, there's there's a lot of cool stories of, like, haunted internet and um, haunted online. Yeah. But there's also terrible stories there's... that are objectively, factually true. Yes. Connected to the Nightmarica is excited to announce we have a new sponsor, Manscaped. And to talk about the men's grooming kits, we have a really big fan of Manscaped. But not a man, a Sasquatch. From the Florida Everglades, let's welcome Skunk Ape to the show. Thanks for joining, Mr. Ape. Oh, Skunk is fine, just fine. That's uh, that's what my friends call me. Even though you're an elusive cryptid, you're able to have a social life? Oh, sure, sure. Wood booger, yeah, we mow, mow, wendigo, mow, galong. We all, we all hang out. Well, that's great. With all those friends, it's probably important to look your best. We take a lot of pride in how we look uh, in the Sasquatch community, especially uh, since, uh, as you can imagine, there ain't a whole heck of a lot of us out there, so it gets pretty darn competitive getting attention from the lady squatches. So the Lawnmower 3.0 from Manscaped has a durable, skin-safe ceramic blade when you groom your, uh, squatchy regions. Don't you know it? That Lawnmower 3.0 holds an edge, so I'm less likely to nick my nugs. It's happened before, and it ain't pretty. There's blood everywhere. Everyone down in the glades heard me howl out that one time. Whoop, whoop! That's what, that's what it sounded like when I nicked my nugs. But not with this Lawnmower 3.0. Dude, that's intense. I have certainly been there. It is no fun at all. Skunky, I imagine grooming down there probably takes a lot of time because you're a pretty big guy. Well, you know what they say about big feet. Big shoes? Big balls! Yep, right, sizable. Sasquastacles. Big old ones. But with them lithium-ion batteries I can charge that puppy up on the USB dock, I can use it for 90 minutes. It's even waterproof, so I can fire it up in the glades and take a good long time getting my squashticles right where they needs to be. Well, with that waterproof technology, that's got to be helpful in the glades. Or even for a human like me who uses the shower. Is the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 getting you noticed down there? Only in the right ways. All the lady squatches or, or men, no, no judgment, they take notice. But I can still stay hidden because with that quiet stroke technology... It does not make a lot of noise and attract unwanted look-a-loos. And that's a very important part of the Squatch Code. You gotta stay undercover, you know? I can even groom up my Squashticles in the middle of the night. Because it's got an LED light on it, so you can see where your Patterson and Gimlin are. It's a memorable pair. And speaking of memorable pairs, you also like the Manscaped Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner. Well, you might have heard I have a bit of an odor issue, hence the nickname Skunky. And with the Florida humidity, uh, I can smell pretty darn ripe down there. So I use that Manscaped ball deodorant to, to make the squashicles smell fresh as a daisy and the ball toner to freshen up when skunk turns to funk. Maybe we should start calling you Flowers instead of Skunky. Well, Skunky, 
If you or your Squatch Buddies or any listeners out there want to groom safely and who doesn't, head over to manscaped.com and enter code NIGHTMERICA for 20% off plus free shipping off your order. For one more time, that's... Squatchscaped. No, no, it's not. It's Manscaped. Manscaped. The right tools for the job. So my story today is a real downer. All right. Um, so get ready, guys. Um, I got most Strap of my in. information from a Rolling Stone article by Bryn Lovett, as well as a Washington Post article by Megan Flynn. And I am telling the story about the murder of Sidney Loof. So... Sydney was a 24-year-old from Lincoln, Nebraska. I couldn't find a lot of social life information online, um, but on November 15th, 2017, she was wrapping up her shift as a cashier cashier at Menards. Do you know Menards? It's like a I feel like I do. It's yeah. like a locally owned home improvement store. It's great. Like the ones in the Midwest are very I fam- feel like I've been there, like in Ohio or yes, something. Yes. They're family run home improvement stores with like cute little bits of coffee and cookies. Like you know the name of everybody in there. It's just a really well run organization. So she is wrapping up her shift as a cashier at Menards and telling all her friends and coworkers how excited she was to go on a second date uh, with a girl named Bailey Boswell. So Sydney's 24, Bailey is 25, and they met on Tinder. So that night at 6.45 p.m., it's documented that Bailey messaged Sydney on Tinder to say that she was outside of her home to pick her up for their second date. Mm. Um, at that point, Sydney's phone then turns off, and we never hear from her again. Mm. So between then and the next morning, we'll find out what happens. But the next morning, everyone immediately goes into alarm. She didn't show up for her shift at the Menards, which is like red alert. And her, and she, cause she was a very loyal worker. She was a good right. person. Um, her mom went to her apartment and found her uh, cat and her car there but no Sydney in sight. Um, and her mom knows, like, she's really close to her family. She is loyal to her job. She wouldn't just disappear like this. So immediately she calls the police. Um, right after this, now ba- or, uh, Sydney's friends, family are all aware. It's on the news. And Bailey's landlord is aware of the situation. And he actually calls police and says that he smells a strong sense of bleach coming from the apartment where Bailey lived. Mm -hmm. And Bailey didn't live there alone. She lived there with her boyfriend. Mm. Her boyfriend was a 52-year-old man named Aubrey Trail. How old was she again? 25. And he's 52. Yeah. So there's that, everybody. Um... Police immediately went to this apartment complex. They know something's wrong. They smell bleach. They see that the walls have been wiped down Mm. um, in the basement. They can tell it's just off. Um, But Bailey and Aubrey are on the run. They're not there. They've left everything and they're gone. Almost three weeks later, Sydney's body was found dismembered 
and in several garbage bags. Jesus Christ. Yeah, scattered along a rural road in Nebraska. It's like an hour and a half from where she went missing. It's so dehumanizing. It's horrible. Um, so Bailey and Aubrey on the run, they're eventually caught in Branson, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Branson, we all know it's like the Vegas of the South. They're caught in. It's not really South. Missouri's not South? No. Oh. I didn't grow up in America. I don't know these it's things. It's like, it's, but Branson is sort of like, isn't it like Christian Vegas? I, it is like it's a Christian like, Vegas. It's like, uh, there there was definitely a Simpsons episode where they go to Branson, Missouri. Is there? There is. I think it's like the, uh, yeah, I forget which episode, but it's, it mocks Branson. Nothing against Branson. Their commercial was like, whoa, whoa, listen to the music. Wasn't okay. it? I don't I know so. about that, but I'm yeah. going to take your word for it. Yeah. But, um, so anyhow, Branson. So not, they're found not like, in. Not Sin City. It's but... not Sin City. It's like Christian City. Um, <laughs> Bailey and Aubrey are found there on February 6th. Um, and again, this all happened in November. So it's been, they've been on the run for quite some time and they were caught because Aubrey called a reporter from the Omaha world Herald and confessed. Okay. So there's that. He claimed it was an accident that he strangled Sydney um, however, when all this came out, police found footage of Bailey and Aubrey at a Home Depot together buying bleach and garbage bags prior to Sydney ever being picked up for that oh, day. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So it was all pre- That's pretty pre-planned. Damning. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, they went to trial. Um, both were denied bail because obviously these people are runners. Um, during the trial, this was my favorite part during trial, this idiot Aubrey shouted at the jury, I curse you all. And they, and then ran a razor blade across his throat. Okay. And the deliberation, dramatic, dramatic, the deliberation after that took three hours Literally, like, that's the jury going back into the courtroom, picking out their sandwiches for lunch, and then being like, this guy totally did it, right? Yeah, he totally did it. Yeah, y'all <laughs> like, totally did like it. Like, three hours of, like, like we're definitely convicting this guy, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. They order their sandwich. They get their sandwich. They go back into their courtroom, and they're like, this dude totally did it, right? Um, the be- the other great part of this, after this, his court, his attorney, court-appointed attorney requested a new trial Mm -hmm. due to mistrial and it was declined and the judge was like it's not a mistrial because he shouted at the jury and he slashed his own throat so no you're declined but thanks for asking and it's still pending to see if he'll receive the death penalty but he was given a life sentence um it was set to happen, or Bailey's trial was set to happen last fall, um, but it was relocated due to a hostile environment in the area. So when you say last fall, like fall 2019, 2019 didn't happen. And this happened in 2017. So, like, so recent. So 
so recent. So yeah, uh, Bailey's trial was set to happen in the fall of 2019, but it was relocated due to a hostile environment in the area um, and was moved to a town 170 miles west. Um, actually was set to start March 16th of this year, so only a few days ago. Uh, but because of what is happening with coronavirus, it has been postponed to September of 2020. Is, is that legitimately why it's been yes. postponed? Yes. So, but meanwhile, she's she's in, in jail, jail. with so, no bail, so they're not getting out. Right. So, the one thing, the very slim uh, silver lining of this is that I don't think most people that commit crimes like these i don't think most of them are geniuses i think i think most of them are kind of dum-dums yes and and thankfully they are because then they basically you know get themselves caught so i didn't mention themselves by their own petard i believe i'm really glad you said that because i didn't mention what got them caught in branson missouri is that they were posting videos to facebook saying that they were being crucified those were their words they were being crucified by the police and the police were chasing them yeah it's like yeah because you murdered a girl so uh, do you know anything about uh, this poor girl's family or anything like that no like, her family's the- pretty quiet online i do however know that aubrey trail uh the man is like a known con artist like he has received several um court cases due to bounced checks and fraudulent activity okay and that's a that's a big it's different. a big jump from that murder jump but he like has done a lot girl. of like con activity okay, online sure okay that you know what that's fine. I like. Not, He's not murdered anyone yeah, before that we, that know, we know of. of. Like, did is there any kind of reason that came out during these trials about why they may have done this to this poor girl? Uh, no. Allegedly. Just that. So allegedly, again, this is all allegedly, and I I didn't write this in the script because I wasn't quite sure. Um, but allegedly, he had had this fantasy of a threesome. Of wanting it to be him with two women. And he claimed that he was choking Sydney because that was his fantasy. And he didn't expect it to go this far. But, but they purchased... They purchased all these supplies before she was ever picked up for this date. And that aside, like, you know, <laughs> disposing of a body and dismembering a body is pretty extreme. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, the the thing that just, like, breaks my heart is this poor girl, n- woman, poor young woman, mm-hmm. you know, was going out on a date. That she was excited about. Excited about. And it was then, a second date. And then this happens. And, um, and it's also... It's very relatable. You know, it's in, in 2020 and 2019, 2017, when yeah. this took place. You know, there's a lot of people that are single that are out there. That We're are all on with online dating that apps. Are like dating people, meeting people online. Have you ever had and a bad date like this? Well, obviously not like I've this. I've never but been like, murdered. Have you uh, ever had a dangerous date from a dating app? Because I have. Uh, I don't recall i mean you're a dude so it's a little bit different it's it's very different like you know and well, I'm, I'm aware of that like I, i'm so aware of it that it's like i mean it's creepy out there in some ways yeah 
in, it would have probably been, so it's 2020 now, it probably would have been in 2018. Um, I met a guy from a dating app when I was living back in Chicago. So maybe it was even, yeah, it must have been 2018. Um, I met him at a bar in Chicago. We met for a drink. I don't know if I've ever told you this story before. Um, but he actually got super aggressive with me mm -hmm. when I started defending stay-at-home moms. Uh, which is a very weird battle on to stand on. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I love to work. I'm a worker bee. I don't want children of my own, but I believe that every woman deserves the right to choose the life that she wants. Sure. I was raised by a stay-at-home mom. My sister is a stay-at-home mom. I thoroughly believe that their jobs are like... I mean, even well, if you don't think someone should stay at home, it's odd that someone gets really aggressive. About yeah, it. it's a weird battle to die on or a weird hill to die on, I think is the expression. Yeah. So I'm defending to this dude, like, listen, this is our first date. Already you're fighting with me. Already you want to say you want me to be a working mom. First of all, I don't want to be a mom, period. But it's weird also, for you. Also, first date to be talking about what totally. he wants you this to do. Totally. This dude is just as... weird. Um, so he's talking about this in terms of like, you know, when we get yeah. married, yeah. I'm going to I'm like, dude, I'm not to... even going on a second date with you. So I'm desperately trying to flag down the bartender. We get the check. We split it because I'm right. like, I don't want to owe you anything, right, dude. Right. You just want out. I just want out. So he goes to shake my hand at the end of the date and he grabs my hand and he twists it. He like twisted it under so my elbow throws up in the air mm -hmm. and it hurt like that really hurts. And I immediately like pulled my hand away and he looks at me with these creepy eyes and he goes, it's been a pleasure. And I was like, oh, hell no. So we walk out and I stand by the bartender and I or not the bartender, mm -hmm. the um, bouncer. And I leaned to the bouncer. I'm like, listen, I was on a first date with this dude that's walking out right now. He got aggressive with me. I'm going to stand with you until he walks away. Because I don't want to get attacked by this dude as we walk out. And the well, bartender's like, or the bouncer's like, great. Like, I'll hang with you. And that's good that you did that. And good that the, the bouncer's an bouncer was very awesome cool about dude. Did you ever hear from this guy again? Yes. And that is the highlight of the story. He messaged me. Not even an hour later. He found me on Facebook. Okay. Messaged me on Facebook Messenger. A link to his SoundCloud account where he made a rap about President Obama and he messaged me saying, listen, clearly I don't hate women because I wrote a rap about how much I love Obama. I mean, that's pretty convincing. <laughs> I feel like this guy, maybe you should have given him another shot. Can you believe that? Was it that? a good rap? No. Oh, okay, well then never mind. Fuck this guy. No, it was a horrible rap. It was like some white dude that went to some highly privileged school writing a do terrible want, rap. A I, don't, I didn't even listen to it. I was like, I listened to like three verses and was like, oh, You listen to three? You got three verses I in? I got three verses in. Oh, okay. I was like, I sent it to all my friends. Like, mm, yes, mm. yes. ACA. Yes. Mm. yes. Barack, my homie. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Obama, yeah. <laughs> yes, that was it. I sent it to all my friends. We That's all ripped him a new one. the anyone will ever hear me do. In case you white dudes listening right now, girls send embarrassing things you do to all of their friends. So all of my friends know this dude's rap. Well, and also maybe don't be 
creepy, aggressive. Don't be a creepy, crazy. aggressive dude. No. Yeah. Um, um, but to wrap up the story, I do want to give a few tips to my fellow single, 30, and flirty women doing online dating. Okay. Always tell someone where you're going. Okay. Better yet, have someone have you on, like, Find My Friends or whatever on my iPhone. My mom has it, has me on her Find My Friends, just so people know where you are. Two, send a picture of this person's profile to whoever you feel comfortable with. I usually send it to my mom or my friend Catherine and, like, so they know who I'm meeting up with. Three, have plans to contact someone the next day so that if they, if you don't contact them, like they know. So I'll be like, Catherine, I'll give you a wrap up of like how my day was. Mm -hmm. So if she doesn't hear from me, she knows to call the police. Um, if you can Google them, that's my number four rule. A lot of people don't give last names. So if they don't give last name, like give it to your friend who's like essentially FBI, like all girls have that one friend who like can do all the dirt. My friend is Chelsea. She can, she's better than FBI. Um, meet number five, meet at a public location. Do not have them pick you up. Do not meet them at their apartment. Girls, we know more than that. Like meet in a public place so they can't take you. Um, and finally, if it makes you uncomfortable, don't go. You don't owe these dudes anything. Those, those are my rules. Those are your rules? Those are my rules. May I, may I reply? Please. I mean, I think those are sound rules. I do think that there's a lot of set that could apply to guys, too. Totally, totally. Not just women, anyone. I mean, I, I think that, you know, people that are going to be crazy are going to be crazy regardless of, you know, people of all orientations Creeds. and genders are, uh, can be crazy. Yeah. And I actually think that, you know, it's easy as a male because traditionally we are less of a statistic to get cocky yeah. and let our guards down and end up in situations that we wish we were not in. Um, yeah, and that was about. my that was my bad date. That was those are my date rules. Oh, so. well, okay. So that's a good story. I mean, it's a terrible story. It's a it's terrible a story. Horrible, no good, very bad story. Yeah. And Sydney was just a good person. Well, yeah, you know, and just doing something that everyone should be allowed to do is like Pursue someone, find love, like, yeah, or even if not love, find like a date, find you know? life. like, yeah, you know, yeah, like, find just, respect, just have like a, a good night out or multiple good nights out, Toads whatever it goats. is you're looking for, you should be able to be safe, safe. while doing it. Yep. And, um, and these people sound like trash. Uh, well, can I end on a spooky, I would less, love it if you did, less, uh, tragic note, please. So I sent this to you. This this uh, I became aware of in 2016, and it's not creepy pasta. We didn't even get into Slenderman. Slenderman's like a whole other thing. Uh, That's a whole I, can of worms. Do you think Slenderman is real? No. 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 Dramatic pause. <laughs> no, I just don't think it's real. I think it was a creepy pasta. It was kind of. I know there's a lot of theories of where it came from, but a lot of people say it came from a storyline on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. 
Uh, I don't agree. Oh, okay. uh, but the, I don't the, know too much about it. Those were the gentlemen. Yeah. Um, it was not not that I disagree I don't with know. you. I disagree with it. The imagery of Slender Man goes back a, a long time. It's a man in a suit. Like, that's that's very, like... My bad men man. Men in black. Yeah. Men in black suits. Like, that, that kind of thing. That I was back. told as a child that the bad man is watching you. Yeah. And so Slender Man taps into a lot of like popular tropes. Um, but I do find it interesting that if a lot of people are going to believe in something or put a lot of energy into something, does it then in fact create that something? Um, the mm. Buddhist tulpa, the thought forms, that kind of thing. I don't know. I don't know, I, I, you know, but I find it to be an interesting concept that if we put a lot of energy into something, maybe we, maybe we might manifest it. But that's not what I'm going to end on. This uh, story uh, reached me around 2016, and I passed it along to you. And I find it creepy just because I, it's so, um, so odd, but also something I think any of us could experience right now if we try to. There was a game called Active Worlds, and it was a, um, you know, a real-time um, game that was played online, a, um, and it was in 1995 is where the game was, and nobody's really on it anymore. And in 2016, this, uh, this YouTuber named Vine Sauce. I know. It's a total YouTuber name. It's totally uh, name. Vine Sauce went on to, to check out Active Worlds. And it should be a digital graveyard. It should be a dead game. Nothing should exist there anymore. Like a Neopets situation. It should be a Neopets Remember situation. Remember Neopets? Not really. No. It was like a game. Yeah, okay. It's dead. Um, anyhow, Vinny is walking around, Vine Sauce, a.k.a. Vinny. Uh, and discovers what uh, he thinks is an NPC, a non-player character, a bot. Um, but then it starts talking to him, and then it starts talking to him in like these very like odd phrases and existential level phrases. Uh, Kotaku was Kotaku.com was where I first discovered this story back in 2016, and I passed it along to you. Um, and as Vine sauce is moving through this area, through this world, this active world. This, what he thought was NPC, going by the name of Hitomi Fujiko, starts asking him odd questions like, do I exist? Please tell me I exist. There's no one here anymore. Why are you here? And it just starts getting very creepy and very odd. And I felt like God very haunting as if there was just like this thing still existing mm -hmm. in this world did you watch the video did you no check i didn't it out watch the video did you read you read the story you did not send me this oh i didn't send no. you this oh okay <laughs> well now i just feel like a jerk for not saying i thought i sent this to you you sent me like the slender man stuff uh um, and the reddit talks it, it's just like it feels eerie almost like you're moving about like a abandoned town like a ghost yeah. town and then you encounter a person that's still that's there creepy. except it's all online and it just makes me think about all these like sort of abandoned spaces in this vast open world that is the internet where people maybe continue to exist continue to populate yeah. these little 
spaces and um and what's out there i know is it maybe it is the ghost in the machine maybe it is like you know there's there have been legitimate um artificial intelligences uh, ai that can be trained to sound like a dead relative or sound like a real person so yeah who knows what's going on there who in the depths of the internet do you want to wrap it up How yes can people find us um so you can find us on nightmerica podcast on instagram if you have a creepy story to share you can send it to nightmerica show at gmail.com uh, if you want to rate, review, and subscribe, we would sincerely appreciate it. You can find us on both Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Yeah, have you had a crazy story that took place on the internet, through dating apps? Uh, let us know. And yeah, uh, find us on That Shop Girl on Instagram. You can uh, also say hi to me at Aaron Sagers on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that good places. Uh, all that good places. All that good places. That, Florida's coming out. Yeah. The rednecks coming out tonight, guys. And before we wrap up this week's episode, we'd like to give a special thank you to our first three Patreon subscribers. What is Patreon? Patreon is a way that you can support small podcasts like us. Our podcast will always be free, um, but supporting us through Patreon helps us improve our sound quality um, and just lets you know that you support the work that we're doing, the intensive hours of research we spend to bring this to you every week. Uh, So we'd like to thank three people who are actually all very near and dear to me. Our first subscriber, Taisha H. We also have my good friend, Justin V. And our biggest supporter, my mother, Kelly E. Our Patreon subscribers will get a special mini-sode in their inbox on Thursday. And this week, we start our adventure along a paranormal highway that cuts across our heartland. So to sign up, you can visit patreon.com slash nightmerica and join our adventure there. And uh, wherever you find us, wherever you download us, wherever you listen to us, we hope we find you right back here for another episode of Night America.